<sighs> okay. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> okay. We're finally back, dude. We're yeah. finally back. Yeah. Uh, back in studio. We got a nice little setup. We'll see. Um, hopefully it uh, doesn't fucking <laughs> shit the bed on us halfway through. Hopefully it gets better from here. <laughs> um, if you're just listening to the podcast, it we're, we're we've got it up on YouTube. Um, hopefully the the stream is better than the Zoom streams that we've been doing. Uh, Let's not jinx it. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like. <laughs> This will obviously be the master recording. So we'll have the audio. Yep. You'll be able to listen to the podcast. You're obviously listening to it now, so that's that's your proof in the pudding. But <laughs> we figured it out somehow. If we post a bunch of stuff on YouTube, please go watch the YouTube video. Yeah. Uh, coupled with the audio. That would be really nice of you. Mm-hmm. That would be really nice. So, um, you want to just crack these bitches open because we've been fucking setting up for what feels like. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. Yeah. So let's uh, get into it. Obi, what are we drinking this week? Uh, we've got another another fancy boy from Red Light, Red Light. Um, this one's called the Disco Devil. It's a tropical stout brewed with pineapple. Um, but, 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 let's see. It is a 7.5% ABV. It says drink fresh, do not age, but funny story. These are from 2018, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what that's about, but right. uh, we'll see. Um, we have a very short cold read, and I quote: "I'm gonna put on an iron, or I'm going to put on a iron shirt and chase the devil out of Earth." Lee, scratch Perry. All right, yeah. couldn't have said it better myself. Well, let's crack these motherfuckers open. My name is Marco Dupa. That guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, girl. This is episode 279 of the One Beer and Podcast. Here, do the honors. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, you ready? Yes. Uh. <laughs> oh, no way! <laughs> I want to see the playback on that. <laughs> you just it's just it's just you accepting defeat. Holding it. It's just spilling. It's just <laughs> all over your hand and you're just going. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. That remind me of Hollow Hollow Night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh so if you watch the video, you'll see the, the, <laughs> the technical difficulties we just had. Uh, I don't know what the, how <laughs> what that happened. Yeah. I don't know if that was... I mean, they've been sitting in the kitchen for a, a little bit, but not. it hasn't been... There is no reason why that should have happened. <laughs> no. No, they were just in the fridge. They were fine. Yeah. I, I picked them up from Red Light, Red Light, put them in the car, brought them here. Put them in the freezer. Shook them a whole bunch. <laughs> um, so, listen, we're not chemists. 
we're not brewmasters, but uh, I don't I don't know if that is a reaction to the fact that <laughs> they probably shouldn't have been aged. Yeah. I mean, it says on the label, "Do not age, drink fresh." Yeah, and these bitches, like you said, they are aged. Yeah, but I'm trusting red light, red light. All right, so let's drink up. Clink. Uh. <sighs> oh god. Doesn't taste bad. No, it doesn't. Okay. I don't know. There is that thing in the back, though. <clears throat> Whenever, like, we had those aged beers from... Um, Sourglass? Yeah. And <clears throat> it had the same thing. There's, where, like, a funk to it, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know, you know, I, it's not like we we've been aging beers a bunch to kind of get to try to understand what the flavor profile is supposed to be. But uh, I don't know. There's that. There's just that. Like you said, it's just that little, that funk in the back. Mm -hmm. Check, 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 check. Is this even messing with the volume? No, it's messing with it. Right there. Okay. Check. There we go. Nice. Now we're in it. Now we're cooking with bacon. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Let's try to proceed. Okay. Uh, uh, we're gonna have to just dice that up. <laughs> that 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 whole that first fifteen minutes of yeah. the show. But we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. So we're finally in person, dude. It took it took eight eight COVID tests. Yeah. I did eight of them. Mm-hmm. Eight. <laughs> that fixed your deviated septum? <laughs> yeah. You would think, yeah. right? It'd be like somebody's finger going up there, felt S- like after a while. Straight shot. Um I, somebody somebody was telling me about the conspiracy that they're using the COVID tests to put like tracking devices ah. up, up into our Of course. You know, and I was like, I well. too have seen Blade Runner. <laughs> I was like, dude, if if sorry, that's the total case, recall, total yeah, recall, yeah, it's total recall, yeah, yeah. I said, dude, if that's the case, man, they're gonna know when I fucking take a shit. <laughs> it's it, eight. It's gonna be eight of them yeah. just just dancing around <laughs> in there. You got more trackers than brain at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, um, finally got finally got that negative test and. Oh man, it's like I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm. I don't want to harp on it too long because we've spent so many episodes just talking exclusively about COVID. Right. And it's. I mean, again, we could spend another. We could. We could. The, the show just could be about our ex- COVID talk. Yeah. yeah. So I want to talk too much about it. It's just the feeling of not knowing. Or the feeling of not being able to trust what you're seeing on TV, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to a, something like this. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating, especially with like the 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 first thing that they tell you is what you if you if you're positive, stay in your house, <clears throat> um, self quarantine for 14 days, right, and then you should be good. Mm-hmm. Everybody, when when this whole thing first started, 14 days that was like the standard. Yeah. And then for me, it was like, well, okay, maybe I'll wait another week or so. So do it again. Another two weeks goes by. I give it 
uh, positive again. And it's just, and then it just after a while, it started to feel like I honestly started to feel like, OK, so this this is just going to be something that I have to deal with now. Yeah. For like the next six months, I'm this just going to have to be. Now. Yeah. And um, I don't know, man, it's frustrating and it's scary because it's like. You don't know what it means for the people around you. Mm hmm. Yeah. So because you're you're with your parents right now too. And yeah. Your, your family really. Yeah, and luckily for them, and I, and for me, everyone tested, and you know, my, my mom was positive. Lottie was probably positive. She because she tested so late. She yeah. hers was like um, um, inconclusive, mm. and then she got a negative test, so she's good. And then my uncle negative, my dad negative, my niece negative. And they were all in the same house as long as much as yeah. the rest of us were. So weird. So weird. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, but yeah, I mean, you think about, I, I think about being around them or trying not to be around them as much as possible. But then it's like, how long am I going to just be in the corner of the house, right. like trying to be away from everybody and then not being able to come over here and hang out with you or just hang out, period. Yeah. Um, no, just with me. Just with you. Yeah. And then, and then the CDC changes their guidelines. <laughs> right. At, at a certain point, there's like, ah, go ahead. Yeah. Try. And that, that <laughs> was, that's even more frustrating because it's like, so what are you basing that off of? The fact that people just want to get back to work right. and, and get back to being social? Or is there some, some kind of scientific reasoning behind that? Because then you find out that they're, they're withholding some information or they're changing policies based on the government and the Trump administration. Yeah. And, and then it's just like, well, I can't, I don't, I can't believe, I can't trust you now. Yeah. It's almost like the president knew it was more serious than he was leading on. (laughs) It's almost as if Mm. we just need, um, the, uh, curb your enthusiasm (laughs) to play and it just slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's for another day. You guys can do the research yourself. Um, because that's a fucking, I mean, Dude, it just reality gets stranger and stranger. Yeah. The this whole thing. And then I'm and then I'm seeing people who are like defending it. Of course. And it's like how at this point could you fix your face to defend that? Because we live in a time where politicians are now cult leaders. Yeah. That's what it what it boils down to nowadays is they're cult leaders. It's amazing to me to think about because they are and they have a cult of personality that their supporters it i like to see those people jump through their mental gymnastics mm-hmm. their their mental hoops to try to defend their guy yeah or their girl right it's just it's it's amazing to me that they're the, endless whataboutisms oh dude it it you can't have a conversation about it without Anytime I try to have a conversation, any t- oops, try to have some kind Relax. of political conversation, half the time, all I'm doing is defending what Obama did mm-hmm. or deflecting, they're deflecting to what he, like, it, it's never. It's never about the issue at hand. It's always about, ever. you know. It's just, yeah, well, what about, yeah. and you're just like, I can't do this, man. Yeah. So. 
anyway, the whole thing gets politicized and it gets frustrating and you get frustrated and you get angry and you get bitter and you get sad and it's just like, I mean, what am I going to fucking do, man? And then you get to a point where you're like, I give up. I gave, I was done. I was like, I guess I'm just not going to leave the house for like six months. Yeah. It's just, that's just what my life is going to be. And then I got a negative test. <laughs> so that's how these things work. That's yeah. how these things work. It's always darkest before the dawn, as Harvey go. Dent would say. There you go. A hero. Yeah. My parents watched. Um, I, I I told them about Olympus Has Fallen. Uh-huh. But I didn't tell them that I hated it. I just right. told them about the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Did they absolutely love it? Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. It seems like a movie they might. Adam. They watched all three movies in one night. One night? One night. So we were having dinner. It was around 5 or 6 o'clock. My dad usually cooks like Matt. He he cooks like the food's done by the time I get home from work. Mm. And I was telling him about the movie. But like I said, I didn't tell him that I hated it. I just said, you know, Gerard Butler and, and you know, he's def- he's defending the president, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, we should, we should watch it. And I, in my head, I was like, well, maybe you shouldn't. But then I was like, you know what? I'll see what you guys think about it. Yeah. They get through the movie. I go upstairs because I'm like, I'm not subjecting myself to this <laughs> shit again. I wanted to watch all three just as like a bad movie thing. Yeah. But since I couldn't find the second one, I gave up on it. And then the 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 feeling of wanting to torture myself went away. Yeah. 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 But they they do. They found they found the they found London has fallen. Mm-hmm. You had they had to pay for it, and they did. <laughs> and then um Angel Has Fallen is on Netflix. Right. So they were able to watch all three, and they just blew through them. And I came down the stairs halfway through the second one, and I was like, are you guys still watching this? And my uncle was like, dude, yo, these these movies are out cold. You know, he's <laughs> he's from Detroit, so he's got that up north kind of, he calls soda pop. Mm-hmm. These movies are out cold. I'm like, for real? <laughs> <laughs> are they? Okay. Cool, man. Does that mean what I think it means? <laughs> so they fucking ate that shit up, man. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe Sometimes it. Sometimes you just need some dumb entertainment. Yeah. And they're so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. I, uh, you know, I. it's funny you say that. I, I had this recent impulse to, to go back and watch all of the Jurassic Park movies. Mm. Uh, which, obviously, different story. First one... Bonafide classic. Yeah. Yeah. Second one, I hadn't watched since I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but it was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Like, it was one of those that I constantly rewatched over and over again. And, uh, you know, over the years, I heard so many bad things about it and that it was such a step down from Jurassic Park and, like, it's this soulless, like, I don't know. Uh, rehash basically of the first one that's not nearly as good. Yeah. Then I rewatched it and it's awesome. It's still awesome. Yeah. There's tons of plot holes and it's it's kind of shitty from here here and there. But and in, in comparison to the first one, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But it's fun. <laughs> it's more dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And in the middle of the city. Yeah, uh, and it has that entire second half of the movie or like second quarter of it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I came away from that really enjoying it. And then realizing I'd seen the third one 
not that long ago and i didn't want to do it again so i that's where my (laughs) movies ended that's funny yeah i just didn't want i didn't want to have to go through that again that's funny when you when i i did i actually did the same thing not with jurassic park but i was looking at amazon prime movies and they have um the original resident evil Mm. and i was watching um i was watching some resident evil playthroughs yeah i just because i don't know (laughs) <laughs> they're fun like resident evil 2 and 3 the Just remakes cause. they're good they're yeah. like good games and and people who play them they're like it, it, they're entertaining playthroughs so i was watching that and then it just made me want to go back and watch the first one because everyone always says whenever they talk about those movies they're like well the the first one's like decent anyway mm-hmm. and then the rest of them kind of go off the rails yeah the first one's dog shit too <laughs> The first one is awful. It's not yeah. a redeeming movie. Like, there's nothing no. good about that movie. I, uh, I, I went to a movie store looking for it one time. Yeah, that's how long ago it this was. I went to an actual uh, a, a store that sold movies. Yeah, and I went in looking for it out of sheer curiosity. I, I didn't see it when it came out because I think I saw like House of the Dead or something. Yeah, like yes. I was like, okay, video game movies. It's not going to happen. <laughs> We're just not doing that. But then I saw a bunch of uh, apologists for it online. And I was like, oh, it might be worth a watch. Yeah. And um, I picked it up. I, I remember for some reason pretty vividly the uh, the cashier was like, oh, you know, this movie's actually not that bad. People say it's terrible, but it's really not that bad. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what I heard online. That's why I want to pick it up. Yeah. So I got I went home and I watched it. And I. It's bad. Like, it's not good. No. It's it's still not. But I guess in comparison to the other ones, it's better. It's more succinct. It's less off the rails. Yeah. But, see, the thing is, when I, like, going back and watching the, the other ones, they're so off the rails and so bad. It becomes more entertaining. Exactly. The, the, first, the first one, one it takes itself a little too seriously. Exactly. They, they were trying with that one. Right. Yeah. And and you see the decisions that they make in the first one and you're just like, what were you guys even trying to do yeah. in this? And then in the the rest of them you're like, "Oh, I get it." Right, right, right. You guys don't give a fuck yeah. anymore. This thing is this is gone off. Oh, we're doing sci-fi movies now. <laughs> right. Got it. <clears throat> it's just funny because the source material is so rich. Mm-hmm. And they chose to make that movie. Yeah. But but I mean Honestly, it's there's a lot of lore, but none of it's really that good. It's good in like a 1990s video game way, where it's like engaging and there's there's cool like story beats. But I guess it yeah, I guess it works within the confines of right. Yeah, yeah, it's like a a worse like George Romero movie, you know. But even still, the I don't even think it's just the plot of the first movie or the series as a whole. I think it's the style. Yeah. It's yeah. the film style. It's what they, what they were trying to do. They were trying so hard for it to be cool. Cutting edge. And, and clever and pithy yeah. and, and witty. Yeah. Like it just, it falls on its face. Anytime a movie tries to do, anytime they try to be like cool, yeah, and it's kind of like a time capsule too. Oh it, yeah, it's like what, like mid two thousands, like so. I think it was so three or four, something like that. Four. Yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, yeah, so it's very much a 
movie of its time. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you saw they're apparently doing a live action Netflix TV show. Yes. Yeah. On uh, some side story of Resident Evil. Mm. I think it's like the Wesker kids or something. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. But yeah, so there's that coming. I don't know how that's going to turn out, but yeah. We'll see. I mean, Netflix is taking over as AMC is finally deciding <laughs> that they're fucking done with their show. Yeah. The After dead are done walking. 11, <laughs> there are 11 seasons. They're tired. The dead got tired and they're done. Not really, though. <laughs> no, they... <laughs> no, because they're going to do the Daryl and Carol, Carol. spinoff. Yeah. And who knows what other spinoffs and, and other properties. I mean, they're still supposed to be doing something with. Um, Andrew Lincoln, like that was always okay. in the works. Yeah. Well, there's isn't there going to be like a movie there's, or yeah, something? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not even close to done no, with this property. No, no, they're they're just putting to bed the OG series and just going off on spinoffs. I can't I can't believe it's still going. Yeah. All of the shows that got canceled, and this one. I mean, I know we've talked about why it's popular and everything, but yeah. it's still to this day when I think about eleven seasons. I mean, it's rivaling Shonda Rhimes shows. Yeah. How has it gone on so long? And these other shows that are just a million times better, even shows that aren't even that much better, just better. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it It goes to show how strong that beginning was. You know? Yeah. The, uh, to me, that show just wrote its first season all uh, up until this point. Yeah. You know, like it, it never really got out of the shadow of that frank darabont season and yeah. a half um it's it, i mean in my opinion it's never gotten better than that Mm-mm. i think a lot of people would agree with that um but i think that caused such a uh a following that it it bought a lot of goodwill and people stuck around because <clears throat> you know it's a big gory uh, soap opera basically that you tune in every week to see who makes it and who doesn't and you talk about it at work so I don't know. It, it just I think it became a lot of people's Sunday night like routine. But I don't even know who's watching it. Do you know? Because <sighs> yeah, a either. couple of seasons ago, I mean, when we were watching it heavy, I think we I think all of us collectively gave it to about the fifth or sixth season. Mm-hmm. And when we were watching it heavy, I mean, it was it was water cooler material. Like yep. You go on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and stuff, and that's all people would talk about on Sundays. AMC had Sunday locked the fuck up yeah. for a while. And I after a while, it was just like no one – I don't know anyone who still talks about that show. Every time I see it get brought up, people go, that show's still going on? Yeah. I, I mean, even my, my brother and my cousin were watching it past where I left off. And even them, I haven't heard them talk about it in at least a couple of years. Yeah, I think they they fell off a, a year or two ago. Yeah, viewership has to be down by the millions. I'm sure it is, or else they would have kept it going. Yeah, simple as that. I guess that's true. Um, but so even 11 so, seasons. eleven seasons is 11 a ton. So much. A ton. That's so much. I mean, they've been through. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, it's like a different. I, I wouldn't even recognize the show. I don't think. No. Too many people died. Yeah. I mean, the only, <laughs> I think the only people who are still on are Daryl and Carol. And Michonne. um, Michonne's, she's gone too. I thought she was still there. I thought she dipped. I thought, I oh. thought they, I don't think they killed her character, but she's I thought she left. left. I know that Maybe. she was supposed to be leaving. I know I read that, yeah. that she wanted to leave too. 
Yeah. Maybe she still is in the show. I guess I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, I, I um, speaking of Walking Dead, I actually just started restarted the uh, the comic series. You mean those things behind you? Yeah. Oh, sure. actually, they're off camera. You can't, you can't see them. What? It's <laughs> ah. <laughs> a stack of books. Uh, open, just... Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I I, uh, I found a sale on Skybound. I guess their publishing company. Yeah. And uh, just kind of... I'd read the first compendium, which is the collection of their comics. Mm. And I think they're up to four... I've read the first one, so I, I continued with the second one. All right. And it's a good read. I recommend that. Even if you got sick of the show, it's a nice kind of uh, reminder of, of better times, of better <clears throat> plots, and, uh, you know, a little different, obviously. But the book, I mean, going back to the books is one thing, because it's way easier, and they, you know, they don't stretch it out. I mean, it'd be one thing if you told me, yeah, you're going to have to read 12 books. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I don't care how good the series is. Right, right, I'm not right. reading 12 books of one thing. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. One narrative arc, 12 books. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. I'm not a nerd. I don't fuck I like nerd. having sex. <laughs> I guess that's why I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't be a comic book collector. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could never do the, the softbacks. Yeah. The, uh, the trades. Yeah. Couldn't do it. This is too much. Too much. This is too much. I wait. I, 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 uh, I'm a plebe, but yeah, I like me a graphic <laughs> novel. You know, give me a succinct storyline. Right. Top to bottom. That's it. Uh, otherwise, I'm just not going to keep going. Not going to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Too much. Well, you know what I did go back and rewatch? Yeah. Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm. And that made me want to go back and, and redo <laughs> the whole series yeah. again. I've done it. If you haven't, guys, if you haven't. We we did mission we did every Mission Impossible movie for the one real end series. Go back through and find all that because it was the most fun. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that clip of of his latest stunt? I don't think so. He's taking he's 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 taking a motorcycle and he's pulling a, a straight up evil Knievel, just going off this huge ramp, uh-huh. diving off of it mid air, uh-huh. and then just falling, flapping, just. <laughs> And then pulling the shoot, obviously, but it's a long time before he pulls the shoot. He goes just, and then just airborne, dude. What happens to the motorcycle? <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> What's the budget that on this thing movie? Eats shit, dude. It's just a ravine full of broken motorcycles. <laughs> just a graveyard of yeah. motorcycles. Yeah. So it looks. I was. I was like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fallout is holds up oh just i mean it's just incredible front to back just a oh just a good just such a good movie yeah i mean even in retrospect i'd say i don't think there's a single mission impossible movie i'd call bad yeah i agree with that they're all good in their own ways yeah but uh yeah i mean especially that the, the latest uh what's his name mcquary uh his run yeah of, of those after jj uh just i, I guess the second incredible. one would be the worst yeah yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty easy to say. But even still, the second one's oh, it's, fun. It's, yeah, movie. it's it's dumb fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I I think this most recent run of of the um, Mission Impossible movies, I think I don't know, I think that eclipses 007 to me. 
It's funny you bring up 007 because I was watching those movies too. <laughs> from when? <laughs> from what what series? From the very beginning? Oh, or? no, 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 no. Um, the Daniel Craig. Mm. Um, okay. Although, I mean, those movies are good. They're They're obviously really good movies. Yeah. But, like, come on. I mean, <laughs> you can put your rose-colored glasses on for uh, Sean Connery all you want. Sure. He's fantastic. Obviously, he's great. Yeah, iconic. But, come on. You know, yeah. come on. Yeah. Come on. Let's be realistic here. Come on. Come on. Mm. Those Mission Impossible movies are they're out of control. Yeah. And sure. in the best way. And, you know, I, I think in, in retrospect, a lot of even the – and the Daniel Craig series is – I mean, my favorite of the James Bond series is so far. Um, but there's still, I don't know, in retrospect, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to talk down about them because I do still think they're good movies. I, I enjoy them a ton. I think there's a lot of good action in them and stuff, but there's, I don't know. I just feel like there's something missing in them. Mm. Each and every one of them has just a little something missing. Mm. I don't know what it is. I haven't put my finger on it yet, but like, there's just something within each of them that either narratively or like visual effects wise or just, I don't know, character wise just kind of rubs me the wrong way and takes me out of it. Yeah. Enough for me to go, oh, this was so good except for that one thing. Right. And it like sticks in me, which I don't have with those Mission Impossible movies. The one thing that. Yeah. There's always this, this is something. There's just something there. No. Uh, thank you. Beautiful. And the people thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they need to see more of that. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but I just, I've always, uh, especially in retrospect, have found just a little, I don't know, just a little something missing in those movies. I, I, I guess because they're not fun. Mm-hmm. They're movies that are, like, advertised as being these really cool, slick like 007 movies where, I mean, Pierce Brosnan movies are stupid, but they're fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the Mission Impossible movies, the stakes are raised. And for a moment there, you think like, oh, shit, Benji could die. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it doesn't end up happening. But right. <clears throat> those stakes get raised and they're fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's what is missing. Yeah. The Mission Impossible movies are a fucking drag emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casino Royale is... 007 movies. You said yeah, Mission Impossible well, movies. Sorry, the Casino... Uh, 007 movies. Casino Royale is one of my favorite movies, period. Yeah. And and I think, you that's, know... That's my favorite of his run. Yeah. It's just... it's it's, But even that movie is like... It's bleak. Yeah. They're all so bleak. And they mm-hmm. just get sadder and sadder. Like, Quantum of Solace... A subplot in that movie is just the fact that Bond keeps getting women killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just that's just a point that M makes to him mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah. That he can't keep women alive. Right. He charms them and they get killed and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like Quantum of Solace is like borderline the movie's just about is 007 a sociopath or not? Mm-hmm. That's really what it's because the first two movies, uh, Casino Royale and Quantum, like that's the plot. It's like once he yeah. gets his license to kill, they're like 
did we make a mistake? <laughs> right. He's like Is flat he okay? out murdering people. Right. And it's all just He's kind taking of, this all really personally. <laughs> and it's all just a fucking it's just a bummer. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I think that's what it is. I think it just gets bogged down by how dark they're trying to make these movies. It, it, it's funny you say that because I feel like those two movies are really just one movie kind of separated. Oh, yeah. It's what it feels like anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you on that. But then I think that with um, Skyfall, because um, that was what? That was the, what was the last one that came out? Spectre. Spectre, right. I think with Skyfall, obviously, it's very dark and bleak, too. But with Skyfall and Spectre, they... <laughs> Skyfall and Spectre. Skyfall and Spectre. Skyfall and Spectre. Um, they try to shoehorn in <laughs> some more of the whimsical elements of the Bond series. Right. And it doesn't feel right. No. And that was... Like, I get what they're trying to course correct with that, but it feels wrong for this universe that you've started to create. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's almost in a way like, um, like the Batman series went mm. with rises. Obviously we, we talked about this ad nauseum about it being more of a fun movie about it, having a bit more of a goofy element to it yeah. that you don't see in the other ones. Um, but it kind of works with that for me, but with, with those two bond movies, it just, it didn't, it felt shoehorned in. Yeah. It didn't feel right. So I think maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe yeah. that's what I'm missing out of those. Other than some really shitty CG that they just put in with animals and stuff. Like, yeah, some get, of it, just like get, get that Komodo dragon out of here. <laughs> what do you? Nobody's convinced, but it's a scorpion or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it looks awful. It looks terrible. It takes me completely out of. Just get an actual animal or don't do the scene. Okay? Right, right. Yeah, it's it's, it's <sighs> God. What, and and considering the budget on these movies, especially the like the later ones. Right. I mean, Skyfall. I think it was like a hundred and fifty or two hundred million dollar movie. Like yeah, they're just I, I throwing understand. money at these franchises. I don't understand. To bring him back, do they fucking? I mean, those those producers had to take out second mortgages to bring him back in this movie. Yeah. So just to bring the one guy back, not that's not even part of like how much money they're going to spend to make this next one. Um, no time to die. Yeah. Which is a very classic Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, title, yeah. Where you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> or predator? I got time to bleed. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm still excited to see where that movie goes. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, I, I say all that, but that doesn't mean that I don't love. Like you already said it, Daniel Craig. Like it's it's your yeah, favorite he's, he's run. My favorite, and yeah. it's my favorite run too. I mean, they're and still I would good consider, movies. I'd consider myself a Bond fan too. It's not like I I only have seen the Daniel Craig movies. Yeah. Um. So I say that with a little bit of experience. But yeah. um. Yeah, you tell him. Yeah, I mean, don't don't come at me. Mm-mm. Uh, not your Bond pedigree. But yeah, yeah, I I I don't mean to poo poo it too much, but a poo poo. A poo poo. <laughs> you know what movie? Is not as bad to me anyway. Hmm. After seeing it another time, going back and rewatching it because I, I, you know, I did the Godfather. I did the, I did, no, no, <laughs> I did. Uh, I did all the Alien movies, right? All of them, right? And I couldn't find Prometheus. Right, right, right. right. I yeah. finally found it. Okay. I watched it. Yep. It's not as bad as I remembered. Okay. It's still not good. 
Uh-huh. But I think that it's unfair. All of those movies are trying to live up to what is a top three sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just not fair. I guess so. It's like... Um, no, you know what? I take that back. Because Ridley Scott was involved in Prometheus, so he had a lot of... He was the producer and the, and the director, so... Yeah. I take that back. It should have been better. He was yeah. hands-on, and it's his baby. Well, that, that alone creates expectation. Yeah. You know? like I, um, I don't know. I mean, I think when you come to the table and make something in the universe that is a beloved universe that's going to put people in seats... I don't know. You kind of got to take that expectation with you. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. 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 So I'll I'll backtrack on that one. But I still think that it's not as bad as when people talk about Prometheus. Man, they make it seem like it's just this this alien resurrection sacrilege. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it's not that bad. I, basically, all it is is Alien again. Yeah. It's just a reboot, rehash, with with the uh, these these mountain men instead yep. of the aliens. Yep. Um, but <clears throat> after going back and rewatching it, now that I'm older, I think I was. I don't know. That movie came out when I was like 19 or no, probably 20 or 21. Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, 21, 22, maybe 22 or 23. Yeah. And you know, I was just so excited that it was an alien movie. And then being disappointed that it like wasn't that scary and it wasn't really that thought provoking. But then when I go back and watch it now, going into it thinking how bad it is, mm-hmm. like the questions that they pose, what they're there's a lot of potential is yeah. what I guess what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of potential with the movie where, you know, where do we come from? Who are our real makers? Mm-hmm. You know, once we found these men. Then they, you know, the one, the one doctor, he's like, he's like, well, now we, we figured it out. We figured out where we came from. And then the other doctor is like, well, who created them? And it's just like this never ending, who, you know, where does it begin kind of thing. And there's a lot of potential mixed in with. What if we're like the aliens, man? (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And why were they headed to, or they were headed to earth. Right. Why were they headed to earth? What were they going to do? Were they going to exterminate us? And blah, blah, blah. All this, all this good stuff. And then just bogged out by other dumb shit like why why at the end does the prometheus man and a squid make the xenomorph they're just they're just like that one felt like they were like here you go fans right didn't like i remember when i watched it in the theater i got excited at Mm -hmm. the end you're like holy shit there it is finally it's happening and then now you look back on it you're like that was that was stupid Stupid. that was really (laughs) stupid they threw me a bone yeah but not as bad as yeah. I remember. Yeah. So. Well, you've got only one more to go then, right? No, I've, I've watched them all now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was able to find... Yeah. No. Is there a new one that I haven't seen? Yeah, there is the new one. Yeah. There's the newest one with... Uh-huh. um. Uh, the... the android. David. No. That one is uh, Prometheus. Thought there was one more. Isn't there one more? I thought so. I thought didn't they make a new? Uh, uh, yeah, there was a sequel to, to Prometheus. Because Prometheus was the first of the newer ones, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's definitely a sequel. Is uh, there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, let's see. Alien Covenant. That's the one that I haven't seen. Okay. That one came out in 2017. I was right about Prometheus, 2012, so that was like 21, 22, around there. Covenant, that's the one with Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride, David's still in it. Numi Rapace. So wait, that's a direct sequel to the... Oh, yeah, I need to watch this. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got one more movie to watch. <laughs> I'm glad to, glad to teach you. <laughs> glad to teach you, son. <clears throat> All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Don't get too excited. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I just saw it has like a 65 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, you know, hovering around where the pretty much the whole series is hovering yeah. around, except for the first two. So Temper the expectations, but, yeah. you know. I keep the, keep the expectations. It's a movie. Little. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. I don't remember much, and that tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've just been doing all of this just to kind of circle it back around to, I mean, I've been sitting at the house. Yeah. Quarantining. Gives and you something just, to do. Yeah. I mean, I've just been going through all of these stupid movies and you throw a classic in every now and then, or then a movie you haven't seen. I finally watched uncut gems. Yeah. And my Lord, <laughs> you know, I, I don't have, I don't have anxiety and movies like that. Movies usually don't like, you know, I, like I just watched the movie. Like it doesn't really affect me. Well, horror movies do, but you know, never mind. Let me take that back. Movies do affect <laughs> me, but not in the way Except that when they do. Not in the way that was described. The way that everybody describes Uncut Gems. And mm-hmm. I didn't think it was gonna. I didn't think it was gonna happen to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't think that was gonna happen to me. I saw that all everybody's, you in, included. Yeah. Tell you know that's like the selling point of the movie. It's like buckle up. Yeah. And yeah, like the first. Half an hour, I was like, I mean, it's it's moving, but mm-hmm. like, it's not. I'm not like pissing myself over this movie, right? And then like an like another, you get like 45 minutes into the movie, and you're out, dude. I was white knuckling. Yeah, I I told <laughs> I told Lottie I was on the edge of the of the couch, mm-hmm. and I was going the fuck man like i was rubbing my hands and shit and i was just like every five minutes i just yeah. go howard come on man don't, <laughs> don't screw this one up <laughs> come on man yeah that oh man yeah yeah it quickly goes to six gear yes and uh and know, it stays there yeah <laughs> you just hear the engine going <laughs> <laughs> and uh i just it's a fucking crime that he got snubbed for an Oscar nomination. Yeah. It's a crime. Yep. Now, maybe he didn't deserve to win. I don't know. That's up for debate because mm-hmm. depending on who you ask, I don't know if Joaquin Phoenix deserved to win for Joker. I mean, maybe, probably. I don't know. That's up for yeah. debate. Yeah. But the fact that he didn't even get nominated. Insane. It's a straight-up felony, dude. That's a <laughs> yeah. felony. Somebody deserves to go to jail for yeah. that. Yeah. That's uh, it. It's and it just, it's just another reason why these fucking academies, and and these institutions filled with old white dudes, they all just gotta burn to the ground. They just ha- like they're 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 just outdated. We we don't condone violence here. Yeah. No. I mean. I mean. I'm talking hypothetically, or okay. or, or uh, uh, not hypothetically, but um, 
Well, whatever, hypothetically. Yeah. That's not the word I was going <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Like, not <laughs> not for real, but, you know, burn them to the ground. <laughs> okay. Not for real, for real, but for real. Yeah. It just... Uh, did you hear about the um, the the new um, stipulations that they're going to do for um, for a movie to be nominated for an Oscar for Best Movie of the Year? No. They created this new <clears throat> these new guidelines. Is it just for this year because of COVID or is no, it- no 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 no? It's this is what this is this is something this is a response to all of the protests and all of the. Um, all of the conversations surrounding the Oscars and the hashtag Oscars so white, like all okay. of that stuff. This is kind of like a everybody keeps calling it a watershed moment for the Academy. Okay. Um, but what I read was that the BAFTAs already have a guideline that's similar to this, mm-hmm. so it's not really like this revolutionary unprecedented thing. revolutionary thing. But yeah. I mean, it's the Oscars stepping in the right direction. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Basically, the guidelines are for um, inclusion. Okay. So um, there's a, there's like like five or six stipulations that you're f- you have to meet at least two out of all of them, two to three out of like the six stipulations. Hmm. Um, and some of them, one of them is like, you know, I think thirty percent of your staff has to be people of color. Um, you have to have somebody on production who's a person of color. Uh, you have to have X amount of people who are part of the marketing, as per- people of color, and 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 you know LGBT um, people, and and just 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 hmm. inclusion. They're okay. just trying to uh, for like a film set, for a film set, and then it kind of gets a little hairy when it comes to what they're gonna nominate for a movie itself. Like I guess movies in the UK have been able to skirt changing the way that they film their movies or or I should say who they include in the filming of their movies by only hitting two of the stipulations which is basically they got a bunch of black people working craft services and right. then, and then a bunch of black people in the marketing department yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. hit they just check off their marks yeah, and then yeah. nobody on whatever. screen nobody right. in the real like creative <clears throat> departments exactly no one in the writers room but that's that's what these these stipulations and these guidelines are trying to and and the thing is like it's just uh I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because on the one hand um they just it's it's good that any there's there's any um removal of obstacles for people of color, disabled people and LGBT any marginalized group. The more that we remove those ob- obstacles for those groups of people, the better. Yeah. Then on the other hand, it's like okay, are, are they just going gonna shoehorn in characters so that they meet their quota? Yeah. At the uh, at the at the to the, to detriment. the detriment. Thank yeah. you. Um, of the quality of the film. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think what's gonna happen is what you were explaining in the UK. Is they're just they're gonna find skirt, the loopholes yeah. and just figure out ways to do what they want to do anyway and. And, uh, so then it's just a hollow gesture. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm of two minds of it uh, because any progress is good, but I don't know. I mean, it, it seems pretty easy to to skirt those guidelines if, if they are as similar as you say to the BAFTAs. Yeah, um, I, I think these guidelines, it, I don't think it should fall down to the Academy to have to only look at or only nominate movies that meet these guidelines it falls down to these studios 
it the studios are the are, are who who should have these guidelines. They're the ones who should yeah. be forced to hire people of color, LGBTQ, you know, marginalized groups yeah. because those stories we don't hear those stories. It's a but that's the thing. It's it's so hard to to say because of course you get the the pushback of well, you know, the the right person for the job should get the job, right? Right. But at the same time, a lot of times, you know, people of color in inner cities aren't given the same, you know, uh, uh, ability to go to the best film schools, get the best education on writing and all these other things that are a systematic issue. Right. So it's not that there aren't stories to tell. It's just that the people that could be telling them weren't given the opportunities to, to get into position to tell them. Right. Um, which is something that, you know, changing the stipulations on who can get an Academy Award and who can't isn't going to change. Right. It needs to be a, a, a culture change as a country that we we decide that, you know, these people's stories are interesting and worth telling and these people are worth investing in. Yeah. You do that and then it, we won't have to put these rules in place to say you need five black people in your movies <laughs> every year or yeah. else you can't get an Academy Award. <laughs> like, how hollow is that? If, if you're forced to do that in the first place, the studio sucks anyway. Yeah. You know, like, that, that system's broken already. Like, forcing somebody to do something good isn't the same as somebody doing something good. And it kind of defeats the purpose because then you get people who are going, all right, so is this guy in this movie because they're trying to win an Oscar yeah. or is he in it because he deserves to be there? Well, it gets... It, it, it births resentment yeah from all sides really yeah so i mean i don't know what the answer is investing into you know i guess lower income neighborhoods and specifically cultures that we don't see a lot in the film industry uh i mean i think part of the solution is just it's easy for these studios to decide to make those kinds of movies it's not they're they're choosing to continue to make the same movie that we've seen over and over and over again like when people complain about reboots and sequels and things like that you know it's easy to complain about those things but there's a legitimate concern that i mean conservatively 40 to 50 percent of movies that come out year to year that get the big budget push are sequels or reboots or part of some other property yeah like original stories just don't get told mm -hmm. and when <clears throat> the real estate of original stories is already so small are you going to bank on 10 moonlights mm -hmm. or are you gonna just keep doing the status quo because you know you're gonna make your nut on those movies yeah i i think i think just the the chances that we're taking on uh you know moonlights and uh you know even like jordan peele you know his movies that became these huge hits mm -hmm. and showed that there was an audience for uh, a genre that's not normally starring people of color uh, i i think those things help the most to show yeah. because at the end of the day these companies want things that sell Right. So if you can show that, you know, Jordan Peele can make people come to the box office 
just based on his name alone, based on his credentials, based on his creativity, because, you know, he's, he's shown that he, he can do that. They'll back him all day now. Yeah, but how do you, how do you show that without taking a chance on those stories? Well, that's the thing. It's, it's chicken and the egg, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you need those people now who have made it to prop other artists up who aren't getting the spotlight that right. they need, you know? And not everybody's going to make the next, you know, I don't know, us or Moonlight or whatever else. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, they shouldn't have to. There's tons of smaller stories that can be told on smaller budgets that, you know, people will go and see and and are perfectly worthy of existing that just aren't getting funded. Well, how many how many directors can you name that are black who suck? I mean, they yeah. have to be really, really good yeah. to continue to get movies. Yep. If you're a black director and you're mediocre, I mean, but think about how many white mediocre directors there are. It's just a, I mean, it's a, it's a volume game because there are so many. That's, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Like they, they're just, Hollywood is just flooded with mm-hmm. these mediocre dudes who are just shitting out movie after movie. I mean, Look at like a list of like all the movies from 2015 and you're just like, what is this dog shit pile of movies? How did these keep getting made? And you just see like Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn and a bunch of movies that you're like, they're still doing (laughs) stuff. Stop it. Um, But but that, you know, that's the thing, too. It's, It's a it's a big misconception that all that matters is the directing role. That's not true. I mean, it's, it's good to have directors who have different perspectives and are from different cultures and, you know, are uh, generally not represented as, as much as others. But, you know, there's there are so many other positions in the craft of making a film, including writing. That's, I would argue, just as important as directing. Yeah. Um, sound design, uh, you know makeup everything every element top to bottom it's an entire industry yeah. multi 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 million dollar industry billion dollar industry um and there's so many positions there that are that could be for the taking if if people could find their passion in it but a lot of times uh, you know a lot of people of color aren't given that opportunity yeah so I don't know. I think it's about exposure. I think it's just people finding film and people finding that it is a, a, a much bigger scene than you might think. Yeah. A much bigger industry, much more ins and places that you can be creative and excel in. Unfortunately, it makes it tough because a lot of it's done in decentralized locations like L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, th- that changes with the Internet. The Internet makes you able to make a small budget film and put it on youtube mm-hmm. so there's really fewer limitations than there ever have been for creating whatever you want yeah which is a good thing <clears throat> well i think we can agree that i it there's much to be seen as to how these stipulations are actually going to help anything yeah right now <laughs> uh i i should mention that um they don't they're not going to have to abide by these rules until 20 2023 i think or 2022 we'll, we'll all be dead by then anyway. yeah it does, so it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter yeah um sonic will have won the oscar or <laughs> yeah the oscar like three years in a row <laughs> for so. the third time yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it, it doesn't really matter 
Um, anything else? Anything else like uh, as far as gaming news? Should uh, I know we had a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything that we want to get into pressing? Uh, hmm. I guess maybe just uh, about Xbox. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. So they finally officially announced the price point for the Xbox Series X. Because they had already done, I think yesterday or the day before, they announced the Xbox Series S. Right. Which is their all digital version of the. And, and I guess that one's going to have um, EA Play and it's going to have the Xbox library, right? The what, what, Xbox Arcade or what, what is their <laughs> library a, called? Old Man? <laughs> Xbox <laughs> Arcade? I know. I, I. Uh, it's the, the Games Pass. Yeah. You get the Games Pass Ultimate and uh, the. Which it now includes, or, or soon I should say, includes EA Play. Play. Yeah. Um, w- for no extra cost. Yeah. So you're just paying for the Game Pass. Uh, and they also included an option where you can pay off your Xbox with a monthly plan of paying for your subscription and a, a payment plan for your Xbox. That's really, really interesting. Yeah. They make it very easy for you to jump in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. But uh, it's also that that version in particular, the uh, Xbox Series S, um, is also a lower performing yeah. one. It, it's not going to be able to run 4K at 60 or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or 120, whatever. Um, so that's something to consider. But as far as getting your foot in the door. And also it's uh, all digital. Right, right. There's no that. disk drive to yeah. it. You, you can't watch your 4K Blu-rays on it. Um, but that doesn't matter to a lot of people. Yeah. So, so you get that, and that one's two ninety nine. Yeah. So that's a nice entry level Xbox if you want to get if you know doesn't break the bank. Mm-hmm. And then they announced the behemoth, their flagship, their next gen soldier, mm-hmm. and that one's gonna be what was it four ninety nine four ninety nine. So like the base price for a next gen coming right i mean that was the base price for yeah. the playstation when it came out yeah i think most people were assuming it would be in or around that yeah so, well hoping anyway yeah because the rumors it, were like 700 bucks and people yeah. were like what the fuck <laughs> well i mean we'll see what happens with the playstation because they still haven't announced i mean there's just no way that they could get that high there's no it, way yeah. that they could justify being that high yeah and think that they're gonna win at least the initial sales war yeah, well, wasn't the PS3 599 at one point? Which is I mean, if if the Xbox is f- uh, 499 and the PlayStation is 599, I'll spend the next 100 bucks. That's uh, today. <laughs> but I'm saying what? 15 years ago for a PS3? Yeah. Yeah, okay. $600? Okay, but but and they lost. They in sure the did. Oh, for sure. It wasn't only for that reason, but that was a huge reason why. But scaling up for that to 2020, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see that being out of the realm of possibility for PlayStation to go in and go, yeah, you know, our console is going to be $700. I see what you're saying. You know, like. I see what you're saying. It, I just, I, I don't, I don't think anything's beyond the realm with playstation at this point because they're cocky yeah they're riding high based on 
winning this generation of gaming just straight up dominating basically and i'm just afraid that's going to lead to a few anti-consumer moves of making it a bit more expensive than a lot of people may be comfortable with and it being sort of the, the premium option yeah and then marketing it as like the true next gen <sighs> um now you're freaking me out now i think that'd be a mistake uh, just based on th- they're kind of have a parody as far as how close they are with their graphics cards and everything else. It's pretty close. Yeah. Um, with actually Xbox on paper being a more powerful console. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just, you know, they announced everything about their controller being like the super next gen experience, having the, the, the s- sense, uh, triggers and yeah. like all that stuff and, and like the possibility of having it be able to like recognize you just by holding it and that sounds cool and that sounds like the future but it also sounds really expensive yeah that kind of shit that kind of shit kind of I think is stupid I, I, I get that well said <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was very articulate right uh, I don't like this stupid it's stupid no I think when the cost gets when when the consumer has to foot the cost of something that I think is unnecessary mm-hmm. for you know for the for the technology it's just like it, it bothers me like when like the PlayStation itself like the PlayStation 4 for instance the 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 light on the light bar that I'm just like all right but unless it's absolutely necessary yeah why do I have to spend more money on some shit that like is purely cosmetic yeah, the only thing it works for is PSVR, and the vast majority of p- people who have a PS4 don't have PSVR. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. And and so the same thing with this thing, like the 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 haptic control of it mm-hmm. on paper. When you explain that to somebody, you're like, "Wow, that's so cool." In practice, I mean, how often did you? How often did the controller rumbling affect your experience with the game? Yeah. I guess more or less we got so used to it that we didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But if you told me the controller is another $15 because of the rumbles, yeah. I would say yeah. just give me the one without it. The um I don't know. I mean for me growing up, rumble was a big deal because you know you had to get the rumble pack for the N64. Yeah. Um the PlayStation generation I jumped into with the original PS1 already had the DualShocks mm-hmm. with the rumble in it. Yeah. Um but I remember the first game I really appreciated with Rumble in it was Metal Gear Solid. Mm. It's because they did something interesting with it. Yeah. It wasn't just to feel, oh, I can feel the gunshots or the explosions. All the cinematics, you could feel the rumble and the engines and all that kind of and gunfire and all that, and explosions. Yeah. Like that was game changing to me. Yeah. That experience made it suck me in more than having no rumble. Yeah. And noticeably, whenever I was playing a game without rumble, I'd be like, well, this kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. And so I think in order to make that a justifiable uh, purchase, if it is, you know, obviously assuming that it's going to be a premium price for that kind of technology, uh, they have to have that same Metal Gear solid experience Mm. where it's like, oh, I get it now. But that's so hard to do now in 2020 because they're not going to have kiosks around. Like you're not going to be able to go into a Best Buy and go, oh, let me try this demo and see how it actually feels. Yeah. You have to take their word for it 
and you that's just something that's an experiential thing like you 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 can't just hear about how the triggers feel when you're you know shooting a double barrel shotgun and it feel different when you hit each trigger yeah you need to feel it and so i think there's a big leap of faith as far as spending goes with this next generation definitely especially with something like that yeah so i don't know i mean i am i'm borderline mad <laughs> that playstation is still not announcing their pricing and I'm, yeah. I'm i'm upset for consumers who like me have been waiting this entire time for somebody to to finally break in this game of chicken and xbox finally did mm-hmm. partially because it was leaked i'm sure yeah um but we finally have an answer from somebody but it, it just it's it's frustrating that they're they're not just being upfront with people at this point yeah uh, especially when a lot of people uh you know need to make sure they have the money to even spend yeah because this is uh this is right around the corner yeah november yeah they're not this isn't just and you know if i was saving up for an xbox like i mean i have the money now but if i you know if a couple of things were different in my life, I probably wouldn't have the money for it right now. Right. You know? So it's like, it would be nice to know PlayStation, like how much I'm going to have to dole out for this shit. Yeah. Because as it stands, I mean, I don't want to go back to Xbox, but those are two really viable options. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Like I, I said know. before, they're, um, you know, don't underestimate the game's pass. Yeah. Like the the value of that is incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. If I if I wasn't such a fan of the uh, first party games, the first party properties for PlayStation, I'd go over in a heartbeat. Yeah, Are you kidding me? There's a really f- um, there's a really good video. Uh, shout out to Drew Gooden, who's some internet commentator. Um, I say that as if he's not like huge <laughs> on YouTube. Hey, check him out sometime. Yeah, the, you know that guy. I, I know about him. I don't know if you do. Anyway, he has a video um, where he basically, he does that. He goes through each library, mm. the, the PlayStation Now versus the Xbox um, Game, Game Pass. Pass. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, I think we can all pretty much agree, like, PlayStation is ahead on a number of, of categories, yeah. especially exclusives, mm-hmm. late AAA title exclusives. But the entire catalog together xbox is miles ahead with how many games that they have how many interesting little nuggets of games that they you know have in their games pass versus playstation is like once you get past the first like like five or six rows of games now you're playing you know fire truck simulator that's not even the biggest hurdle for me it's the fact that playstation now is all done through streaming yeah so that latency that lag it ruins it for me awful i'm not i won't do that that's just no (laughs) i've I've seen videos of it and it's almost a full second yeah where you and the it's horrible right so that's unplayable i'm not interested they they bit on the wrong horse yeah with, with that entire thing so yeah yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, by next recording or the recording after that, <laughs> we'll have we'll be At able some to update. Point in 2020. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll yeah. see. PlayStation though. <sighs> Maybe they'll just have you pre-order it, and then you'll just see the amount missing from your bank <laughs> right. You know? Right. They just you just click pre-order, but they don't take any money, and they're just like. You'll see. It's a mystery. <laughs> we'll all find out together. Yeah, just, it just says good luck. Yeah. 
Get get your affairs it, in order. It's a randomized amount. <laughs> it's just going. Yeah. You're like, no, please no. <gasps> a thousand bucks. Whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. Damn it. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yep. We'll update. Yes. If and when we get it. Mm-hmm. 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 So I think we should review these beers and get the fuck out of here. What do you think? Yes. So right. Let's do that. So tonight's brew was from Red Light. Red Light. They had. Ugh, come here, baby. The Disco Devil, a tropical stout brewed with pineapple. These babies were aged from, <laughs> um, uh, uh, since uh, 2018, even though it says right there on the label, do not age. And despite our happy little accident that we had at the top of the show, <laughs> what did you think of the beer itself? Uh, it was all right. It wasn't bad. Um, you know, it had had a pretty traditional stout uh, front flavor. Mm. Um, I didn't, you know, I I didn't get much pineapple. I'd say I I got a funk. I got a certain funk mm-hmm. at the end, like we were talking about at the beginning. But I I couldn't identify that as pineapple in particular. It was just a little bit of a sour like at the end. Yeah. Um. So all that being said, I mean, it was it was it was all right. I wouldn't go out of my way to get it again. Uh, especially after it ruined my my rug, yeah. um, but uh, I don't know. I'm feeling a feeling a three and a half. Yeah, uh, I, pretty much everything you just said, I'd give it a three. Okay. The 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 fruit flavor very muddled, and I don't know if that is the amount of time that it was aged. Mm-hmm. That kind of took that away. There was a, a post that they had on IG that they mentioned actually that the pineapple flavor was supposedly accentuated over time. So, I mean, I don't want to call these guys liars, but <laughs> you guys are going to have to taste for yourself. Yeah. For me, it was just. Well, you had COVID, so yeah, who maybe can they, really say? right. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah. And they say that that when you age COVID, it uh-huh. does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And and the opposite though. Okay. You lose flavors over time. Oh, okay. So who knows? Yeah. When I drink it, it's like um, it's like colors washing together. <laughs> it's all just mm-hmm. one one thing. Okay. So I'm gonna give it a three because it still wasn't it wasn't horrible. <clears throat> And this stout flavor is pretty, really pronounced, um, and that funk in the back is like it doesn't it doesn't bother you. It's like it's not bad. It's a it's a good little like a goze kind of yeah. So it works, just you know, could have been better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a three for me, a three and a half for you, good sir. Yes, think we got it. I think we got it. Well, then if Adam Obesius says we got it, then we got it. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, drink some beers. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. Like, share, and subscribe everywhere podcasts are sold and listened to and yada, yada, yada. And uh, have a beautiful evening. We love you. Bye. Oh, my butt. Oh, my butt. My ass. I'm going to get some uh, shout and put it on this carpet.